Hey everyone, welcome to episode 122 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have Ed Mercadante, the founder and CEO at MetaTelecare. Let's not waste any time. Let's bring him on the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. How are you today? Good, Jared. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. I'm excited for us to chat. Um, I think we should dive right into it. If you could tell the audience a little bit about your background, we can start there and and talk more about uh, your company. Happy to introduce myself. Uh, Well, first of all, to start out, I'm an Italian immigrant to this country and I'm a pharmacist by training. Uh, And before founding this company, MediTelecare, I uh, started a company in 2000, uh, before starting this company, I started another company, which was a health services company, providing psychiatric and psychology services through clinicians to to residents and patients in skilled nursing centers. And I grew that up to be the largest in the nation, servicing over 200,000 patients throughout the nation. And I recognized a need in that process that there was an accessibility problem of not having enough psychologists and psychiatrists to treat the, pe- the, the population we were working with, as well as just difficulty in accessing largely an elderly population. Um, so after I sold that company, uh, I founded this company, which is uh, a completely virtual telehealth company. Um, and when I founded it, you know, um, the paradigm was still kind of a traditional healthcare paradigm. Nobody even knew what telehealth was. Um, uh, most of the people I spoke to said, no, you're no way you're going to disrupt the current model of face-to-face um, in-person visits with, you know, with uh, clinicians. And then the pandemic came along and that changed everything. And now the paradigm for telehealth and telecare is the new normative and the new disruptive technology that's taken over. So we're at the right place at the right time. Interesting. It's, uh, I mean, I, I think your, your background too sets you up perfectly for, for what you're building now. It, what are, I guess, some of the key aspects from your, your background that you've really taken to this, this current venture that you think is really helping continue to move things forward? Like, obviously th- there's probably many things that you could say, but if you had to focus in on a couple, uh, yeah, I, that's a great question. Uh, I, uh, you know, I've been working in uh, various parts of the healthcare industry my whole life, 30 plus years. And, and I recognized in, in much of what I worked with was with elderly patients. And, you know, if you look at the overall economy and look at the healthcare dollars that's spent, um, I don't know the exact percentage, but the vast majority of all the healthcare dollars spent in America are on the elderly. That is that, that individual that's 60 plus or 65 plus, right? That's when the body has more issues and we have, have more healthcare issues. And what I recognized, especially working in a long-term care uh, arena, like skilled nursing, assisted living, independent living, that um, most older adults have a real hard time getting care, especially for those types of cares that they may be stigmatized to not wanting or knowing about mental health and behavioral health fall squarely into that. You know, any any elderly person will talk about their diet or they'll talk about their blood pressure or they'll talk about their cholesterol. They have a hard time talking about their memory 
And they certainly don't want to talk about, you know, depression or any of those kind of things. So what's prepared me to get to this is kind of an understanding of the elderly um, and uh, adult community and how telehealth is just perfect to break down that stigma and give them a one-on-one -on -one treatment that they can access through mobile devices and, and computer devices. Interesting. Can, can we segue from there into, uh, so you, you talked a little bit about you, you know, yourself in the intro. Can we talk about, uh, and make sure I'm saying this right, uh, it's, it's Meditelecare, Medi is that right? Correct, Meditelecare. Um, can you, can you give us a little bit, I like to focus in on three things when we have guests on, the why, how, and, and what you do. Uh, can we go through those three things and sure. uh, go from there? Well, the why is that there is an extreme need for behavioral health care amongst the elderly community. Um, and they have a hard time accessing that care. If a typical person or family member starts thinking their loved one is having a hard time uh, with cognitive impairment or depression, well, they have a really tremendous, tremendously difficult time finding a practitioner, a clinician that'll treat them. So the why is easily to answer because through telehealth and through kind of a network that we bring to the table of hundreds of clinicians that can access us on our website, they can access us through our app, that breaks down that why and, and fixes it. Um, the, the second part is what do we deliver? We deliver a combined treatment protocol, which is really using psychiatry, psychiatry defined to be the medicine of mental health. And then the other one is psychology, really described as the talk therapy. So the combination of both talk therapy and psychiatry, we bring to the table through a digital virtual environment for that patient or for that, that resident. And that really working together helps reduce the use of, of uh, antipsychotic medication and psychotropic meds that often cause a lot of other dangerous side effects and you know, people falling down, they end up in a hospital or all that kind of stuff. So the what is kind of easy. And then what was the last one you want me to answer? You want me to answer? Oh, no, you had, I, you had all three, I believe. The, uh, the why, how, what. Yeah. Um, and how is, you know, through the technology. I mean, we've got this whole virtual uh, uh, toolkit that we use. So we can do digital diagnosis through um, our, our teletechnologies. We can do... Uh, and, and follow the patient along, see the patient on, on a face-to-face -face tele um, solution, whether it's on a tablet, on, on an agnostic to either one, either iOS platform or, or Andro Android platform, or on a browser, or we can load onto a, uh, a workstation on wheels in a, in a hospital setting or in a long-term care setting like a um, nursing home or an assisted living situation. So that's really cool. And, uh, in terms of that. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's certainly interesting. And, it, and what's really interesting to, for me is that I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you thought that we were going to be where we're at with telehealth several years ago, right? And now right. you're getting to see it come to fruition. Um, two, two things. How, how great does that feel to be able to kind of predict the, the right thing? And uh, how do you think we'll continue to move forward in the telehealth space now that we have serious traction and people are constantly uh, 
using service, uh, telehealth services. I put up a poll the other day on the slice of healthcare page where I talked about, you know, what's uh, like, what do, you, what do you do when you don't feel well? Right? Are you booking a telehealth visit? Are you going to an urgent care center? Are you calling your doctor? And I remember five years ago, it was always you call the doctor, you go in for an appointment, maybe right. you go into urgent care, right? And it's crazy. I don't even think that's being selected as an option at all. It's like, first it's, I go to telehealth or I go to urgent care or, or even I'll, I'll Google the symptoms myself and then I'll go to one of those two options. So yeah, um, yeah. can you can you elaborate a little bit? Yeah, on yeah I can. And, and, you know, that makes me feel good. And yes, you're right. I feel really good about where we're at and, and having made the decision to, to make the decision to sell kind of a brick and mortar company and, and go totally virtual, if you will. And that's kind of where I ended up. Um, you know, we're a byproduct of our past. I'm, I'm uh, at the age of, of kind of being an older adult. And yet 20 plus years ago, I was one of the first uh, online pharmacies. I built an online pharmacy and it disrupted that. And I thought to myself, well, okay, what's going to be the next disruption? And I knew telehealth was just an easier way to reach the patient and an easier way for the patient to reach you, meaning the clinician. And so that, that was really uh, the, the, the process. And then we had to kind of build all the digital tools and some of which didn't exist. We had to plug those in and you know all the, the technical ramifications of building that in. And then we had to convince clinicians, right? So I have this whole um, cadre of clinicians all over the country and convince them that they can actually care for a person vis-a-vis -a, -vis a telehealth interaction and through digital tools for diagnosis, for testing, for understanding the patient. And then we got to figure out how do we get these patient records to the patient or to our nursing home partners or whoever. Um, and what complicated it, but also facilitated it was the pandemic, right? Um, so I started this company in 2018. The pandemic comes along last year. We were still building and learning and all of a sudden nursing homes throughout the United States became the epicenter of the pandemic. And, and it, it's been a sad state of affairs where they've been largely hit by the infectious disease, the virus, and they've lost a lot of people. And, but the need was there because all these elderly adults were isolated. They couldn't talk to their family. They couldn't talk to, they couldn't even come out of their rooms in many cases. They felt like they were in prison in some cases. And, and the, the means of getting to those individuals to help them, especially with talk therapy and having you know, an empathetic counselor, a psychologist, a troop. And we employ all doctors of clinical psychology here, which is a big difference. And, and um, being able to interface and talk to these people has been one of the biggest things that's made me feel good that we're not just a business, but we're doing something good for people. Um, and, and, you know, that is, is kind of helpful in that whole thing. And now, you know, we're coming out of this crisis, this pandemic, but we're not out of it yet. And I think the paradigm has changed. Um, I think elderly folks know of telehealth more and they, you know, want to access that care. And there's a stigma still associated with mental health, right? Nobody wants to admit, um, at least, here we live on the East Coast. Not too many people want to admit they're going to kind of a mental health provider. Uh, maybe on the West Coast, up in the Upper Northwest, you might wear a, a lapel pin saying that you went went to your therapist. But my point is, um, therapy is still kind of a stigmatized, uh, associated type of, of issue, 
And, and I'm very proud of what we tried to create here is, is an accessible means of care for really people who are very vulnerable and need help. That, that is what makes me feel good. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Um, I, I want to quickly go through one last question and then we can wrap things up. And then as sure. you and I discussed, the goal is to have you and other members of your team on again to cover core issues. Uh, so we thank you again for, for being a guest. Um, what are some of the things you're looking forward to as, uh, as we move forward in this year for uh, MediTelecare? Well, I, I think that our objective is We've really, you know, we we're, we already have over 20,000 patients. We've done over a quarter of a million visits in skilled and assisted living centers. We feel really good that we've penetrated that market. We're in 23 states. We feel good. But what we think we need to do is we need to get to that older adult who is often neglected, okay, and get to them through an app that really addresses their needs. So we're really excited. We're about to launch a, a, a totally consumer version of what we have, which is directed towards kind of the older adult. I'll define the older adult any way you want to define them, okay? But, you know, let's say 55 and plus. And that to me is going to be exciting because we can then go home with that person. They don't have to get in a car to go see someone. They don't have to go to a clinic and all that kind of stuff. So. To me, that's where we're going this year and what we're gonna do. And, and I call that the, the older adult or ambulatory adult is where we're gonna launch into and, and, and bring all these digital tools to bear there. Is that in an app or is that on a, a desktop platform? It's gonna be both. It's gonna be, you know, it's software has been developed to be uh, um, on the desktop as well as is in an app on both the Android and iOS. And so within a couple of days, actually, we're launching on that. So you're getting the, the scoop on that, but nobody else is, uh, knows about that. We'll be putting out press releases and all the rest of the stuff on it, but we're really excited about it. And we're building off of what we learned by doing this in an institutional setting like a skilled nursing setting or an assisted living setting. So we really know what we're doing because those people are really, really sick people. So oftentimes suffering from, you know, we treat everything from mild depression all the way to pronounced Alzheimer's disease, everything in between, um, uh, psychoaffective disorders, anything in between that's mentally health oriented. And if we can bring that to the consumer market and make it more accessible to especially the older adult, there's a lot of people that are focused on what I'll call the younger adult, which is, which is also very important, but nobody's focused on that kind of older adult where cognitive impairment and other things start affecting that, that, that person. So that's very exciting for me. I'm really uh, excited about bringing that to market. Look forward to the uh, to the press release and more information on that. Exciting. Um, maybe we can ha have you on again too to talk about after some time goes by, launching both of those uh, things. We can talk about how oh, things yeah. are going and awesome. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd I'd love to to be back on and I'd love to get some of my very smart doctors and clinicians on uh, on with you. Uh, I think that your audience would benefit from hearing from some of their interactions with patients and so forth. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'd love to have you on uh, a live show that we're, we're launching shortly. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Maybe it's something that you and I can co-host. We can get some other people in the telehealth space and just have some good conversations on the future of telehealth and where things are heading. And um, 
and maybe talk more about how these predictions became a reality. Cause I think people always love when you, when you call your shot and you're right. Uh, not so much when you're wrong, but when you're right, they want to hear about it. So uh, <laughs> I, I look forward to continuing the conversation and uh, you know, building this relationship and thank you again for, for being on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Great. Thanks, Jared. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me and I'll look forward to the next one. Hey everyone, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Block Health. Block Health is building the ecosystem of services and solutions to power the future of healthcare. Through their platform, healthcare professionals and organizations can enter, upload, and share core credentialing documents and information. Professionals and organizations then have the opportunity to use that information to order multiple services and solutions like credentialing, state license registration, certifications, payer enrollment, renewals, and more. On average, the Block Health platform saves users 40 to 60% on credentialing and licensing related costs. Organizations can use Block Health as an extension of their team or as their whole licensing and credentialing team. Today, Block Health works with some of the top healthcare organizations. To learn more about Block Health, please visit www.blockhealth.com. That's B L O C H E A L T H.com and follow them on their social channels at Block Health. Thanks for listening. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, You can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.